Hi, and thanks for joining me for this episode of Legal Q&A. This is utlradio.com, your business success and legal information station, and I'm your host, Peter Lamont. Now, today we're going to be answering a question submitted by Kevin from North Carolina concerning a motion. Kevin's representing himself pro se, and a court clerk has recently told him that he needs to file a motion to get the relief that he's requesting, which is to compel the defendant in his lawsuit to provide responses to discovery demands. Now, there's a lot going on here, and we're only going to focus on motion practice and what is a motion. We can get into some of these other topics on another show. So if you're not familiar with what discovery is or you don't understand why he'd be talking to the court clerk, then just contact me after the show You can contact me by going to um, utlradio.com. There's links there to our email address, which is info at utlradio.com. You can leave comments on iTunes. You can leave comments on our YouTube channel. You can find me on Facebook and on Twitter. And let me know that you want an explanation as to some of the terminology that we're using today. And I'll be happy to give that to you. But let's focus in on today's question, which is what is a motion? And that's what I want to answer today. Now, motions are sort of misunderstood. And in order to understand what a motion is, you need to understand what motion practice is. Now, a lot of times pro se litigants will say, hey, I want to go meet with the judge and I want to tell him that the other side has not provided me with responses to discovery. Uh, I want to meet with the judge and tell him that, I think that now that we've taken all the depositions in this case, that I should win. Or I want to meet with the judge and tell him why the complaint that I just received should be dismissed. And there's this this expectation that some pro se litigants have that they can just go in and schedule an appointment and meet with the judge and tell him or her their side of the story. Now, you can't do that, but... You can, through the use of motion practice, get before the judge and explain your position. So essentially, if you want, you can think about it as uh, filing a motion gets you before the judge. It's almost like scheduling your appointment with the judge. It just has to follow proper procedure. Okay. Now, that being said, how do you write a motion? What is a motion? Some people say, how many pages is a motion? Um, what, what does that mean? Do I write motion on my paper? And, and here's a common misconception. A motion is not one piece of paper. It's not one document. It, it's actually, there's no such document called a motion. A motion is a set or series of documents that are put together, that are submitted to the court, and you request that the court rule on your particular request, okay, and issue a ruling. So what does that mean? Well, a motion itself is comprised of multiple documents. That means that there's going to be a notice of motion which lets the court and the other side know that you are requesting some form of relief from the court 
And when you anticipate that this motion will be heard by the court, in other words, when are you going to go in and present this argument to the judge? That's a notice of motion. And it's funny because that's the closest that you will get to having a document named a motion. Now, what else goes into a motion? Well, you're going to need a proposed order. And an order is something that you're asking the judge to sign. You want him or her to sign the relief in the way that you're going to lay it out. So in other words, if it's a discovery motion and you're trying to get the defendant to respond to your discovery demands, your order might say something along the lines of, you know, the the judge hereby orders the defendant to provide responses to previously served discovery demands within five days, something like that. And that order is something you write. Now, a judge might change it, but you have to you know, provide it to the court. So we've got a notice of motion. We've got a proposed order. You're also going to need the meat of your argument. And that, that comes in, in many different forms. It can come in an affidavit. It can come in a certification. And it can be bolstered or supported by a legal brief. Now, if it's a discovery motion, depending upon your state and your court, Generally speaking, you're not going to need to submit a legal brief citing legal principles. Um, You can do all of that, generally speaking, again, in your certification. Now, if it is a complex motion, something like a motion for summary judgment, where you're asking the court to rule on the entire case as if it were a trial, a summary judgment motion, as a side note, is essentially a trial on paper. And that's the subject of other videos and other, um, you know, Q&As. So we're not going to get into that today. But just be aware that if it is a complex motion, you're generally going generally going to want to include a legal brief. If it is not that type of motion and it's a more simplistic motion or request for relief, then you probably don't need a legal brief. Uh, you also are going to under certain circumstances, want to include exhibits to your certification or brief. In the case of a discovery motion, you're going to want to show the court that you properly served discovery demands. So you're going to want to attach them as exhibit A. You're also going to want to show that you sent a letter, a good faith letter to the adversary asking him or her to reply to the demands or at least alerting them to the fact that they have not properly responded to them. You'd want to attach that as exhibit B and so on and so forth. And again, more complex motions, there's going to be more in the way of exhibits. The other thing you're going to want is a certification or affidavit of service that lets the court know that you properly served the other side with the motion. And generally it's service by mail or by fax or by email and you just put that in your certification. But that is the motion. All of those documents pulled together comprise a motion. And so when people say to me, uh, can you give me a form motion document? You know, you have to understand and explain to them that there's no such document called a motion. It is a set or series of documents and put together is submitted to the court and requests relief. So hopefully that clears that up because It is confusing for sure 
when you say a motion, you're thinking that it's one document, like a complaint or an answer, and it's not. It's this series of documents, and courts will reject motions if all of those documents are not together. So, for example, if you file a motion and you've got everything except for the proposed order, the court might reject your motion. If you don't have a notice of motion, they might reject your motion. So you've got to know exactly what your your motion is comprised of. All right? Hopefully that makes sense. Now, the other thing that you have to be aware of is that oftentimes you'll want to go see the judge. You want to go make that appointment, right, to go see the judge. But the judge has to grant what is called oral argument of that motion before you get to go see them. Sometimes on a discovery motion, the judge just issues the order that you submitted because there's no need to hear oral oral argument. You've laid out your position so artfully in your motion papers that the judge doesn't need to see you. Then there are times when, especially with complex motions like a motion to dismiss or a motion for summary judgment, where the judge will almost always want to hear oral argument. They put it on the record and it could be something that might come up in an appeal if there is one. So uh, that's that's a final thought on that. You don't always get to go see the judge, but if you submit your your papers, your judge the judge will address your request. Now, I talked at the top of the show about some of this terminology that you might not be familiar with, especially if you're brand new to this show. And I encourage you to reach out to me and let me know that you're having trouble with the concept or that you want some clarification on a term or issue, and I would be happy to do that. You can do that by going to utlradio.com and clicking on any of our social media links or emailing me at info at utlradio.com, and we answer every single email and every post that we receive, and I, I encourage you to, to reach out. Don't sit back and be unclear on an issue That's what we're here for. So reach out and let me know that you need clarification. I'll be happy to help you. Don't forget to subscribe to the YouTube channel so you're notified of new videos. Content on the YouTube channel is different than what is broadcast here on the podcast. And if you haven't done so already, make sure you subscribe to the podcast through iTunes. That way you get notifications when new podcast episodes are available. Finally, please make sure that you share this program with your family, your friends, your colleagues, and let them know about UTL Radio and all the free business and legal information that we have that we're providing, and let them know that if they've got questions, they should ask and we'll answer them in an upcoming episode. I want to thank all of you for tuning in today, for your positive feedback, for your comments. They all let, you know, they, they your comments and, and feedback. It's so critical because it lets me know whether or not We're on the right track, giving you the right content that you need, and it helps me create better, more tailored content as well. So thank you all from the bottom of my heart for being fans of UTL Radio. That's going to do it for today. Stay tuned for upcoming episodes of business and legal Q&A. We'll have a business question coming tomorrow that we'll answer, and uh, stick around for that. Thanks again. This is utlradio.com, your business success and legal information station.
Will your child be ready for kindergarten? At Chesterbrook Academy Preschool, the answer is yes. Our curriculum offers the perfect balance of learning and play. Our teachers personalize that experience for each child through engaging activities that develop the skills they need to be ready for what comes next. Attend a Chesterbrook Academy open house on Saturday, January 26th from 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. To find a preschool near you, click the banner or visit chesterbrookacademy.com. That's chesterbrookacademy.com. Com.